We have 128 Division I women's programs that spend more money than England on rowing every year. You could put a boat where there's a pair in the middle and a sculler on each end and call it the best race, and I'll buy one tomorrow and be training two next to each other. Mute his ass right now, CJ. Mike and Casey are wrong. It was good fun. It's better than I thought it was going to be. I'm Alex Del Sordo, and I got a, a, a coach's yelling here that's going to be, I think, very entertaining. And uh, it's it's junior focused, okay? Very junior focused. And you're only going to see one person on here that's actually been on the show. So uh, I, I'm excited. And I think that he obviously has the leg up because all these guys, I don't think, are going to be able to talk in less than 90 seconds. So we're going to get right into it. I'm introducing Mike Wallen, the executive director of Chicago Rowing Foundation, a former St. Joe's prep, a Cal Bear, a guy that has won two times on the show. Welcome, man. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I think unofficially I've won more than two times. Um, been kicked off for not being 6'5 and not being Volpenheim on an erg. I mean, sorry, I'm on a very long list of people with those detriments. But uh, I'm excited to see, uh, excited to meet Josh, see Chris and Casey. Usually we're seeing each other over guys. I'm also excited to see if, if Chris can talk for less than 90 seconds. That would be shocking to me yeah I, I i think i'm with you on this one man having been on some zoom calls with him i think that he's gonna have a real hard time with this uh next up uh man this guy is a florida legend he's won a ton of races coaching i don't know about his actual rowing background the guy's pretty old uh and online he is stated as the chief bottle washer and mop boy down at sarasota casey galvanic welcome to the show hey thanks for having me yeah, I'm old, not as old as Chris. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. A um, little bit taller, not a munchkin, also, but you know, it's uh, you know, it's, things are going well. Been lucky to be around a program like Sarasota. You know, it's easy to stand on the shoulders of giants. I love that, and I love the American flag back there, really flaunting it to Josh over here from the UK. But next up uh, is Josh Butler. Um, funny enough, he, we had asked him to give a little bit of a. Uh, of an intro for him and he said that he just wasn't very successful at rowing and, and, and I love that. I love the humility that the guy brings uh, but he's also the head coach of Westminster School hailing from England. Welcome to the show Josh. Hey thanks for having me. Um, I, I've kind of I didn't know anything about these guys before but I've googled them and they've got some pretty impressive CV so it'll be interesting to see what these guys come up with later on. And, and, I, and I'm going to warn you, Josh, uh, they're very opinionated and they're very loud. So you're going to have to bring the heat today, man. All right. Just be prepared. Last up, uh, this guy really doesn't need an introduction. I mean, he is the oldest person here uh, and, and he has been around rowing uh, for a very long time. A very successful man at this sport. Chris Chase, welcome to the show. Thanks, Alex. It's great to be here. Mike, I just want to say it's, it's Casey and I don't normally get to see you because you're not launching your boats with us uh, for the A final. So it's nice to finally be around you. It's great to have you here. Uh, Casey, I don't know why you're laughing because I'm going to run my fingers through my hair and you're not. So Josh, uh, it's really nice to meet you. You seem like a polite guy. I'm sorry that you have to hang out with us. Uh, and, and no hard feelings about 1776. All right, so I'm ready. Everybody else is ready. Oh my God. I am so glad Chris is on this show. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, first question, and uh, and I think all of you are going to have a very deep opinion on this one. And uh, Mike, Mike and I have had this conversation a hundred times over. Mike, you're going to come in. First question. It's kind of multi-part. It's how you want to answer it. What is the best way to train junior men and women? Do we focus on small boats? Is it volume training? Is winning everything? 
you're on the clock. Um, well, let's start with the all about winning part. I mean, I think the all is a little bit of too strong of a word. Um, it's definitely about defining success and pursuing a goal and being all in on that, on that pursuit with full effort. Uh, but the reason you can't say all is if you're a junior coach, whether it's written in your contract or not, you have a responsibility to think about your athlete's future. It can't just be around right now in the present or it's all about you. And that's not what coaching is about. So you gotta, you gotta balance that. And I think that 80 minute erg sessions and double days in small boats is not, while it might give you gains in the present, it's not for the future. Um, so do small boats help? Absolutely. Boat feel, you get that individual dynamic, see what your actual input is. Um, but does it trump athleticism? Does it trump getting real athletes in the sport? Absolutely not. You know, my answer to getting faster is getting two more better athletes the next year, not splitting hairs in a pair. Um, and yeah, I think you need to do that and have gas in the tank for when they go on to the next level. Cause if you're not taking that seriously, you know, we have some good juniors for a flash in the pan and then they're gone when they go to college, they burn out. I, I, I love that. You got 20 seconds. You want to use them or are you done? You good. I, you can give my extra 20 seconds to Chris. I know he's going to go nuts. <laughs> All right. I love it. Now moving on. Uh, I'm excited to hear Casey's perspective on this one. Casey, I'm going to ask you the a question one more time because again, you're old and you're new to the show. So what is the best way to train junior men and women? Do you focus on small boats, volume, and is winning everything? You're on the clock. Can you repeat that? Uh, turn your mic up. <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding. But no, I think, you know, all, a mix of everything is a good thing. And I know this is going to sound generic. Uh, you know, what Mike was saying about all, it's a tough word, you know, to use all. Is it important? Winning is everything. No, but I think you know, all of us have the same like pressures from the parents. If their kids aren't winning, aren't improving their CVs, then they're going to look somewhere else, right? It's pretty simple. So, you know, I feel that we have a, you know, a good environment here that we are trying to, we have, we can offer the best environment for the kids in our local area. Um, you know, so it, I need to make sure that I'm providing everybody what they're looking for, right? So, that's the one thing that makes it very difficult with our program is it is, I always tell everybody it's chaotic, right? I, we're trying, nothing is one size fits all. Uh, it, the coaches run around chase, you know, chasing their own tails, trying to make sure that everybody's getting hundred percent benefit. Um, we do small boats. Um, we do big boats, obviously. Um, I, I still think, you know, a lot of influence from just letting kids row small boats does not make better athletes. There has to be proper guidance, right? Um, I'm sure, you know, everybody probably thinks the same way there. Just letting a kid flounder in a single. Um, some kids are going to, if they're really good athletes, are going to go fast uh, no matter what. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. Casey, I like where your head's at. Let's get that shortened up. We got to get closer to the answer in 90 seconds. You're going to learn this. And now next up, uh, we, we got Josh. So Josh, uh, you're young enough that I don't have to repeat the question. All right. So what is the best way to train junior men and women here? I love to hear this from the UK perspective. You are on the clock. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's the best way. Um, you know, if we talk about a small boat being a pair or a double, then there's a huge team element involved, you know, trying to keep the thing straight, trying to keep it balanced. In the single, you've got to learn to move your own body weight. You know, you've got to learn to suspend it. If you're teaching all those guys, all those girls, the same technique, the, the eight or whatever the big boat, whatever the priority is, is going to come together far easier. Um, I think the volume is less important. I think being specific with pieces that then goes on and then kind of like replicates whatever you're trying to achieve, whether it be a 20 minute piece or a 
or a, or a, or a 500 meter piece. Yeah, I think that that's the way to go. Um, I also think you don't need to train the girls or the guys any different. I think they all can do the small boats or the big, big boats really well. Um, and I just think, you know, you've got to train the athlete to what they need to develop as opposed to, um, you know, just a generic program. So, so getting that, like, is winning everything for you guys in the UK? Do you make, put a big emphasis on winning? so because i think it's quite important that you you try and obviously everyone wants to win you know that's why we're in the sport but at the same time you know we we're going to be around rowing far longer than we are rowing so eventually you're going to be sitting in the bar at stewart in stewards at henley royal regatta talking to some guy you race they might be in you or lost you but you'll be able to talk about that in a funny way like you know kids are highly motivated really kind of passionate people and they've you know they've, they've got very stop short stop them okay all right well a decent perspective but I want to know, like, I think people are going to watch this show and say, like, taking notes from the guys that have been doing this for a long time, like, how do I train my athletes better? Or what should I be focusing on? Chris, no. you are on the clock right now, because I'm giving you almost two minutes here, because he gave you 20 seconds. All right. Well, I'm going to start off by saying winning's not even top five. Our job as coaches is to keep wow. them safe. Safety is everything. Number two, our job is to keep them healthy. And if we're going to burn them out, wreck their bodies, because we want to win races, we've already ruined our job. Number three. The best part of rowing is the bonds we make between each other. And if we're not focusing on those bonds, if we're not focusing on delivering a great experience, then we are not doing our job. Um, our job as coaches is to help everybody be the best version of themselves. And if we're focused on winning, then we're not worried about the 99 percentile of our team that we're not because they're not in our top boat. And lastly, winning is rare. If we're making this about you're nothing unless you win, what are we teaching kids? So winning is not even top five. It's fun as hell. And it's important because everybody has the hope to win. And that's part of motivation. Training. Um, introducing young kids to the sport, I think, should be in small boats. If you're elementary or middle school, you're, you're talking about the, the, the quickest, largest amount of uh, increase in their growth development. And if we're going to have them twisting around their spine, we're going to put them in a bad position. Uh, two, number two, the best coach in America is a single and two oars. Um, and then secondly, I'm more of a volume guy, more of a long and low guy. However, if we can't make this fun, and that's not fun for a 14 year old, if we can't make it fun, we have to have high, it's the easiest part to train, right? Is the anaerobics uh, set. So we have to sprinkle in stuff. We have to make it fun. We have to make it interesting. We have to keep the kids coming back for the next day. Um, it feels like he was reading off of like US Rowing's website. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, Chris. So we're going to get right into the next question because the way this works, you're going to go right back around the horn again. Um, and, and, and I'm really excited about this one. So does our sport need to define the best boat category? And if so, what do you think the best boat category should be? You are on the clock. We do not have to define the best boat category. Uh, rowing is a lifelong sport. Uh, the minute you teach somebody how to skill, nobody can take the the sport away from them for the rest of their lives. So no, we do not have to. We should be teaching hard work, teamwork, grit, grace, the whole bit. Now, if we are gonna do it, and it wouldn't be a bad idea, it can't be the eight. We're a nation of eights, Tate, he said. Only because we have 1,400 clubs and limited space on the water, and it's dangerous. But it does, eights only defined who has the, the best quantity, not the best quality. Because the minute the Germans decided to race the eight, look what happened. We have 1,400 clubs, from a, in a country that fits in the size of California with only 430 clubs destroys us. So it's not quality that comes out of defining an eight. 
So I would say the quad is the premier boat because countries of all sizes. Imagine this. If we just said it was eights, the Sinkovich brothers, Drew Ginn, you know, Eric Murray was on the other day, New Zealand double, the German women's quads for, I don't know, 40 years. The dominance of all those smaller boats, we wouldn't have that. Are we saying that those didn't happen or those weren't worth it, that it was only eights? We have 128 Division I women's programs that spend more money than England on rowing every year with free food, housing, PT, doctors. I'm just, I'll just leave that little nugget right there. Somehow. Ty, quiet them up because I need to say it. My God, you have gotten Mike Wallen so angry. I've never seen this man animated in my life. He is the calmest, easiest dude, and he is itching to talk, but he's got to wait like four minutes. So, Josh, listen, these guys are opinionated. Josh, the, the question to you. What's it, what, are we talking like Olympics, junior rowing, college rowing? What are we talking here? I'm going to let you lead that however you want. You're on the clock, man. Olympics. You're on the clock. I just think for the Olympics, there's just got to be small boats. There's got to be single, pair, double. That's it. There's too many, like, you watch it time and time again, like Pinson and Redgrave, they dart out of the pair because of gin and someone else. And, you know, like, they, couldn't, they can fit in anywhere to win an Olympic gold medal. Um, you know, and that's how a lot of people have maintained their success by running away from other people. I think that, I think that they should be focusing on the big boats, like um, the, the eights or the quads, depending on what you do, because that shows the culture of the club. Like some, one of you guys said earlier, um, if you're not winning, you're going to move on. Well, that's it. You're going to move on. You're going to go where someone's bigger. Like there's, if you look at like the UK scene, Thames Rowing Club is doing really well at the moment because they're winning. There's a culture there. People want to be in those boats. Even being in the second boat in that club or Oxford Brooks. I mean, Oxford, like someone said a, uh, a while ago, um, in, I think on one of these podcasts that, you know, the British teams can't keep up with the, the Americans. Well, Oxford Brooks, they're doing a pretty good job of it. And I'd like to see them race the likes of the, you know, the Cows and the, yeah, it was a shame that they didn't happen this year. I think it would have been a massive thing in the Henley uh, Royal. Uh, for the younger years, I think anything, race, absolutely anything, enjoy it. Singles, pairs, doubles, fall in, whatever, you know. Um, I, you know, different distances, have fun. But, yeah, I, I, I do believe that there's different, different levels for different kind of abilities. Time, time. Uh, yeah, I, I just can't wait for a while to talk. And I chose him to go first because of this. So next up, Casey. Casey, you have found significant success in the men's eight, the women's eight. The, I mean, you found success in big boat racing. So you know the question. You're on the clock. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it, I would love to see somebody define a boat class. The quad is my favorite. But until there's a mechanism or a structure put in place that the, that many kids like we're looking to increase the amount of athletes or participants in the sport. And there's one race in the Northeast that allows like a first through eighth four, right? In Florida, we have a race that allows, we have 10 eights that get to compete for state championships. So more kids get to participate. So I'm all for the big boats for participation. Um, it really defines like, you know, should you, are you looking for small boats or big boats? It's really dependent on, are you looking for quality of rowing or are you trying to find a quality athlete, right? I think we had a pretty quality athlete in an athlete that graduated a few years ago, went on to world, win worlds a couple times. Phenomenal athlete, does not row particularly well, but is extremely strong. Does that, you know, does that what we want? There's an athlete in a single that dominates, put them in a team boat, and if they're incapable of matching or mixing it up with others, they're not the best rower. They just happen to be the best athlete. 
So defining what you're looking for, like I think taking pride in my job, I can make the best boat, right? So I like to see the harder work in an eight, getting eight people working together is much harder than finding a star athlete to row a single. You see time, it just like Josh time, said. Time, 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 time. <laughs> you know, I don't disagree with them. I mean, we want to grow the sport and there is a challenge if you choose the four, you eliminate, you like you lose a lot of opportunities. But Mike Wallen, Mike Wallen has been itching to give his feedback. Mike, you're on the clock. Are we rowing coaches trying to build sport or are we preschool teachers trying to help everybody feel like they're participating? I mean, we're talking about a national championship. I mean, please God, define which is going to be the top race. I mean, it's like, I, would I want it to be the eight? Yes. I mean, Chris, you said in the same breath that the eight's all about quantity. Don't we want quantity at the junior level coming up to feed the college system? Don't we want to get more athletes engaged in winning? We're rowing singles and pairs as the priority. That's not going to happen. I don't even, I don't care if it's the quad. I don't care if it's a straight four. You make it the quad, CRF's going to start rowing quads. But right now it's unofficially the eight. So we're rowing eights. I want to get as many people into this as possible. I mean, look, this sport invented the participation trophy. And if you disagree with me, you're never allowed to, 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 to complain about participation trophies again. There's like 27 national championships. There's 27 events at each one. It's a national championship. Why is that about participation? That should be about crowning the best. Everybody's doing the same thing. Wow, one guy has two oars. Oh, my God. It's a 2K. It's the same athlete. I mean, like, it's outside of the eight, which is the, which is the main event. It's like a click away from being a Star Trek convention. I mean, we're going to start seeing a guy dressed as Spock wearing spandex rowing in the U-17 lightweight single pretty soon if we don't get it together at Nationals. Man. All right. Listen, when we get back from a word from our sponsors, we're going to move into coaches yelling, which gives a chance for everyone to speak their mind. And uh, I don't know if we're going to eliminate someone. So more from us in a couple seconds. We are back and uh, look, every guy had a good opinion, right? But now we're gonna get into coaches yelling. So for those of you who are new to this or maybe not new to this, if you like, dislike, agree, disagree, whatever, with anything these guys have to say, give us your feedback, leave them in the comments below. We want to grow the sport, okay? So we're gonna get into the coaches yelling, which is basically us at a bar uh, yelling and screaming at each other about what we think is right or wrong. And the only person here is Mike Wallen has been involved with this. so. Um, I, I'm excited to see where this thing leads us, but we're going to get into focusing on the second question, guys. Like, I want us to talk about determining the best boat there is, uh, making a national championship, because I think this is where we all sort of have disagreements. So we're going to be on the clock here in three, two, one. Let's go. Well, Mike, and, Mike and Casey are wrong, because they talk about, on the one hand, oh, we don't want participation trophies. But on the other hand, they're talking about the eight being the big one. We won the women's eight 11 straight years, gold medals at World's Olympics. Did it grow the sport? No. You know why? Because people want storylines. People want to hear about the Drugans and the, the you know, you, you name it, the Red Graves and all that. They're legends. They don't want the Remember age. where those people were made into legends, though, when they went off and rode in some small boat against other people that weren't there. 
Yeah, but there are 1,400 clubs in America. We're not talking about the Olympics. We're talking about junior rowing. Right, right, juniors. Right. There's 1,400 plus clubs, and you guys have massive right. teams what of rows, 200 and 400 athletes. 200 and 400 that athletes. Eight kids in a boat and a coxswain. So what? That means we're doing a good job. That means we're doing a good job. plus teams yes. can't compete with the size of your programs. Why yes, would they enter the eight? program. Chris, yeah. my program was 45 people. 45 people. Mine's over started. 200, yeah. by the way, there, big fella. Mine's over hey, you know how you get to be a big program? You know how you get to be a big program? You row what? big boats. You stay with it. You don't medal chase when you're going to get 18th place. You get 18th place and you say, hey, you know what? I got 18th. Next year, I'm going to yeah. try to get 15th, I want Josh. Gosh, go ahead, Josh. Clubs, right? I'm at a school, so I can't, I can't improve my, my numbers. My numbers are my, you know, however many are in that, in that year group. So I only, I only ever get a maximum of like 18 kids a year. So I can't get any bigger like that. So when we started in 2009, we had four guys. Now we've got eight. So I disagree with the quad thing because we won the quads in 2009. Now I want to try and win the, the eights of it. You know, I've won it twice, but I want to win, I want to win more stuff. So I, I disagree with the quad thing because you can get bigger. I agree with getting, you know, making the, um, the, 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 the structure bigger. But the Olympics, it's about the best guy. You know, Mahe Drysdale. That, like, that singles finals race this year, the doubles finals race this year, the pairs finals race this year was nuts. It was all split between like three seconds. You know, the eights race, boring. Um, you know, the quads race, okay. The Dutch won by how far? You know, the four, okay, that was quite interesting. It's all, you know, but the junior rowing, that's all about the eight, all about the eight. Mike, yeah, hey, look, when I took this team over in 2005, we had 24 kids on the team. So I don't want to – to say that I have a big team or we have a big team here because, like, someone just, like, crowned us the big team. That, that came from rowing in the eight, taking our lumps, not cutting down in the fours and pairs when it was more advantageous to win medals, and just setting the tone of we are going to try to be the best team in the country. That is unofficially the eight. We're going to go for it. If we get – if we don't qualify for nationals, we don't qualify. If we don't get in the grand final, we don't get in the grand final. We're going to keep beating down the door until we make progress. And we did that over 15 years at a really high clip. And now, yeah, we are a big, strong team that's fast every year. But, if, but, but a lot of the other events in this country are dictated by people running from Renate for different excuses. Wallen, Wallen, you're muted. Ten seconds. Go ahead. Josh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Speak up. Does your best kid, does he want to row the single or does he want to row the eight? Casey. Casey, I want you to you go ahead and talk about this. No, I, I mean, I think a lot of it, to answer Josh's question, you know, my best kid wanted to row the single, but he also recognized that it wasn't a huge challenge locally, and the eight was a much bigger challenge. So that's what we went for. We always went for the biggest, hardest challenge. And that's how we grew the club. You know, that's why we're a large club now, and that's what people should look for. Again, like Mike said, no excuses. If we didn't qualify – then that was the end of the season. So let, me, let me put something out. Let me put something out. Mike is not saying which is the boat. He doesn't care. He just says someone make the damn decision to right. choose that that's the boat, and then nothing else matters. Like, if you race in the junior level, if you win the eight, you are the national champion. But if you race the quad, you're not a national champion. You're like a B-level national champion. Well, right? there, there's always some excuse, and there's always, like, the kids, the kids will determine that culture. They will – Look at everybody else, and they'll say, yeah, but you won the lightweight four, not the eight. So, like, I don't want our kids to ever suffer that. our national schools, everyone knows who won the eight that year. No one knows right. who won. When I first came to Sarasota, they wanted to row the single, the double, the lightweight double, this and that. And I simply asked them, I said, well, who won it last year? And there was one kid who came from a sculling program that knew. 
And I said, well, who won the eight? And they listed off since the inception of youth nationals, who won the eight? I said, well, what event do you want to be part of? And that was the last year we sent anything other than the eight as a priority. Was my, how, many my teams, first how many teams that could win the eight would choose not to? How about that question? Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's any well, on that one. That's no, right. Yeah, but look, we – Saratoga's over 200 kids. Chicago's huge. Casey's team is over 400 kids. Because Marin, of how we're running Oakland, it. Marin, Oakland Strokes. Look, how many teams every year in the finals? You know why? Because you throw numbers at it. And not only that, you take kids from smaller programs. The best kid at this program all of a sudden is rowing for well, Sarasota. Isn't the story about St. Ignatius had like yeah. 10 kids on one uh, nationals? I, I'm not saying it's about quantity. Uh, what uh, I'm uh, saying is. The, the event should be the quad because then you're inclusive of all the 1,300, 1,400 clubs in America have a it's shot at it. It's expensive to make the quad go, the boat, the though. One, come For eight by people, eights, I can put you know, eight people in eight. You know what? Do it. Do it. Have US rowing do it. I bet you you're going to see the same people making the finals. Maybe not at the same clip, but it's going to be the same clubs rolling out the same kids. But at least it'll be the, the, at least it'll be the four best athletes in every program. You know how hard it is for a small program to find athletes six, seven, and eight? Well, I'm Chris Yes, I was a small yeah. group. Do your job. Go out there and get yes. the athletes. Sure. Well, every, if I do my job too well, he'll end up at your program. Well, that's true. They go where the <laughs> best coaches are. You are meeting Wall and Chris. Chris and Casey and, and Wall. And the best. Now, Gosh, listen to me. Now, it's just the two of us because you are being very timid and quiet here, and these guys are crushing you. I think I've got to get in. It just seems like, you know, I, I don't because these guys obviously know each other really well, and they can obviously uh, jump off each other. But, um, I mean, I don't know, without sounding rude, I don't even know how competitive these guys are. Uh, All right, let me, let, me, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Extremely competitive. Like, yeah. these guys run programs that are at the top level of the Junior National Championship. I now, know, but, like, this is what would be so cool, right? How, you know, like, we've got all of our, you know, national schools. Why can't we get an event where we get them all together? All right, so let's bring these guys back out of you. Now, let me, let me point something out here. Right. It's like you guys are getting like super excited, and animated. Um, we, we want when you answer the question, like we want to grow the sport. Right. That's like the key thing. Right. But we also wanted to find the best. So I just want I just I'm going to give you each five seconds to answer this question. What is the boat that we deem the best and will it affect Olympic rowing in the future at the junior level? So, Mike, what is the boat we should choose to be the best in the, in the country as a national championship? Well, like I said, I, I, we just need to choose one. I personally choose the eight because that gets me with 18 athletes every day that I get to work together with and train against each other. I think I'm bringing consistently 18 very college-ready athletes ready to move up into the ranks and then potentially become national team members. So I, I would say the eight for that purpose. Okay, Josh, what's your answer? What's the boat? You're talking about the Olympics. It's got to be the single. It's got to be the single. But, if but how about the junior, the junior level? What is the boat? Yeah. Chris, you got the quad, right? I'd, I'd take the quad. Casey? I'd go with the eight. Okay. Absolutely. So after, after a word from our sponsors, we're going to get into the third and final question, the one that is going to deem the champion here. So more from us in a couple seconds. Hey, guys. It's Luke from Rower Academy, where we give you the information, tools, and training you need to successfully navigate the college recruiting process. Check us out at roweracademy.com and start training for your future today. Uh, we are back. And uh, I look, I'm sitting here, I'm the moderator, and I had a blast listening to these guys jabber on about their opinions. And I need a third and final question 
to determine a winner, someone who won my heart today, but also had a really great opinion and, and was able to answer the questions clearly and concise. So um, I'm going to go in, in reverse order. So we're going to go Chris, Casey, Josh, and Mike. And the question is, we agree that the sport needs to adapt, right? We, we, we all know that there needs to be some kind of change in our sport. And the question is, does the sport need to change from the top down, from the Olympic level down, or does it need to change from the bottom up? Does it change from the junior level up or top down? Chris, you got 45 seconds. You're on the clock. I think it needs to go from the junior level up uh, because I think that covers, you know, we set the standards for, for training. We set the standards for how well we do coaching them, you know, from technique. We introduce them. We, we provide the passion for them, uh, the love of the sport. And if you don't have that, it doesn't matter because most of them won't reach the top or even aspire to reach the top. So it's from the bottom up, I believe. Clean and concise. I thought you were going to take 50 seconds to answer. You took 22 seconds. Great job. Josh, do we change the sport from the bottom up or the top down? You're on the clock. I think it is in the UK. I think it is being changed from the top, uh, from the bottom up. But I think it needs to be changed from the top down because that's where a lot of the that's where all the education should be coming from, from the top coaches and kind of where they see the sport going because they they, they get they get to pick everything they like. So they should be able to tell us what we need to be doing. All right, Casey, we're going to bring you on here. Change it from the bottom up, top down. You're on. I think, uh, you know, from the bottom up is the most important, getting more people involved. I don't disagree, though, that the top needs to do their part. Um, constantly, people are asking the top coaches, like, what can we do as junior coaches to make it better? And the, every one of them, the same thing. It's nothing you can do. You got to get the right athletes involved for them. And that the only way you can do that is by broadening the base, including more athletes, again, coming back to the eight gets more people involved, the structure's there to keep the kids involved and be successful. Time. All right, Mike, closing it out here. Yeah, I've made arguments about the top down creating these stars. We get one chance every four years to showcase rowing. So if we can get stars to attract people into rowing, that's a huge edge, but I still agree. It's gotta be from the juniors up. And right now, I think we arguably have the most competitive people in the world doing our sport and the least competitive structure. And I think that needs to change. Do we need to get more people in the sport? Yes, but how do we win? We get more athletes in the sport, more competitive people in the sport. And I don't even, you know, whether it's changing the distances for to get more key athletes in or just actually pitting the best against the best, that's what we need. Time. Man, oh man, oh man. Gosh darn it, guys. I gotta, I, I gotta make enemies in some way because I'm gonna, I have to choose a winner here. It stinks. I'm going for a, I'm going for a wall and for the win, deep ball. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a bias. I mean, he, he had it right now. A close and tight second is Chris Chase. Chris, man, I was like blown away by how clear and concise you were. Uh, you did a great job. Uh, Casey third, Josh fourth. And Josh, the only reason you're fourth place is because you were, you were dominated by these monsters. They just kept talking over you, over you, and you didn't get a chance to talk. So, uh, this is the end of the show. So, Josh, um, you, you get 20 seconds to kind of close out how you feel today uh, and if you enjoyed the show. So give us your uh, thoughts. Thank you very much for inviting me. I just probably uh, – probably my English nature needs to be a bit more aggressive and uh, kind of uh, shouting a bit louder like the, uh, the Americans. 
That, oh, you're right. Us Americans, we just know how to shout. Uh, a close third, Casey Galvanic. Uh, you did a great job today, man. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, but it's clear that Josh won't be banished to one of the penal colonies. So, you know, he's too polite. <laughs> I love that. Now, Chris, uh, man, a tight second behind Wallen. You did a great job. How you feeling today? Uh, I feel like, you know, we got robbed. He said n almost nothing of it that was coherent until the end when I agreed with him finally. I mean, if I mean, if I hadn't named you the god father of my kid, maybe you would have chosen me this time instead of Mike. But it's cool. No, I get what's going on. I, Casey and I are really clear what's going on right now. Josh, you're a really nice guy. Don't ever hang out with us again. That's a, you know, that that'd be your favorite to yourself. Oh, man. All right. Well, Mike, ugh, look, dude, showing the guns. How you feeling today? I felt it was very clear from the first thing I said today that I knew I was going to win. Um, I miss seeing you guys in person at races, man. I wish we were doing this, uh, you know, at a restaurant before or after a race instead of on here but it's it's fun to it's fun to keep this going oh well there, i mean there it is like what a, what a great way to close it out he's right we as as rowers as coaches as athletes we just love that environment and um i hope you've enjoyed another episode of coaches yelling Mike, i love you but I, I love you too buddy yeah your first answer sucked that's all i'm gonna say